Greetings and welcome to Union Street Hoops, a podcast dedicated to Valparaiso basketball and the Missouri Valley Conference. I am your host, Paul Oren. You can find me on Twitter at NWI Oren, and you can find Union Street Hoops on NWI.com, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Pods, Apple Pods, wherever your local podcasts are sold. It is Wednesday, March 3rd. It's my grandfather's birthday, as a matter of fact, and uh, I am getting on the road to St. Louis here shortly, and I will have some fresh content for you each day from St. Louis. Tomorrow, there will be a podcast that will come out with a conversation with Zion Morgan as leading into Valpo's Friday night tilt against Missouri State. I'll have a podcast after that game that will go up reviewing kind of what we saw and then, uh, you know, planning on one on Saturday after Valpo's game on Saturday, on Sunday after the championship game. If Valpo were to lose at any point, I'm sure there'll be a wrap-up at some point uh, coming before I depart back for Northwest Indiana. Today, I'm thrilled special guest, special Arch Madness guest, John Kaiser returns to Union Street Hoops, and John is going to take a look back at a year later, kind of take us through Arch Madness a year ago, what that was like, some different things that he remembers and and quite frankly, some things he doesn't remember as uh, you know, it's, it's, it's only been a year, but it's already been a year. It's kind of a strange kind of world we're living in right now with that. So uh, John Kaiser is going to take us back to the 2020 Arch Madness and Valpo's run all the way to the Missouri Valley Conference title game. Thrilled to have John here. Thrilled for you guys all to listen. By the way, if you are listening to Union Street Hoops and you're doing it on Apple Pods, Please go subscribe, leave a note, leave a leave a review, anything like that. Always uh, appreciate to get feedback, and it helps with the algorithm and all that stuff too. So, uh, thank you for listening. Here's John Kaiser. John Kaiser joins us. John, it's it's been a year. It's been a weird year for everybody, but can you believe it's been a year since you played your last uh, collegiate basketball game? Because I understand you're playing other games right now, which we'll get to. But um, first of all, how are you doing? And can you believe it's been a year? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Um, enjoying life after college, working, um, not having to do homework. That's probably the best thing ever. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's weird that it's, you know, coming up on a year from the last time I touched a college basketball court there in St. Louis and um, kind of miss it, you know, uh, but, you know, it's other people's time and it's fun watching Valpo when they're making threes, kind of tough when they're not, but uh it's been it's been fun watching them this last year. I think what I've long heard from and, and me having never played and never played at the college level, um, but what I hear from athletes is, is is the further they get away from it, they still around March that it, it starts to be like, man, I wish I could go grab those tennis shoes one more time and wish I could have a chance to uh, to do that. And for you, it would be grab the tennis shoes, grab a bunch of uh, ace bandage tape for your ankle, and and then a walking boot and probably some crutches and all of that. But um, it's been a year. Are, is, has the purple gone away in your foot and your, your ankle? Are you, are you healed up now? Yeah. Um, ankles back to normal for the most part. Uh, body's feeling good. I took, I took probably three months off and uh, got back on the court one day and was shooting air balls, but my body felt great. So you are, uh, are you playing, am I hearing correctly that you're like the star of the Indy Semi-Pro League? Is that what's going on down there? No, uh, I played in one league right right there after the 
after the school year in the summer when I got back here, uh, actually with Nick Davidson as well at the Fisher's Fieldhouse, um, our best choice fieldhouse. Uh, had some fun. It was just fun getting back on the court with Nick and some of my uh, old high school teammates and just, just having a fun time. So. I don't remember who told it to me. Maybe it was Schoon or somebody, but I heard rumor of like 36 points in a game. That so Nick stepped on the floor first. First day he stepped on the floor with us, he uh he put up forty. So that was uh that was that was uh interesting. Wasn't expecting that, but it, it was it was fun watching him shoot the ball again on the court. I thought Nick Davidson was a uh, offensive juggernaut that was untapped in his time at Valley. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, I want to go back. Uh, you know, I. I I, I don't really want to relive COVID or anything like that. I, I want to center in on, on Arch Madness from a year ago. You are, you're coming into the tournament. You guys have, you have to play on Thursday again. First things first, Valpo avoided Thursday this year. First time they've been able to do it. How difficult is it to have to play on that first night and then do a quick turnaround? I think maybe your sophomore year, you beat Indiana state and then you had to play Loyola like 12 hours later. It felt like. Yeah. Um, I go back and think about just last year. Uh, I didn't really think about it much at the time because of all the adrenaline and everything, but those playing those, that extra game was just detrimental to us there in that second half, of the Bradley game and the championship, because with about 10 minutes to go, I, I could just tell my legs were done. I'm like, just walk the ball up the floor. Um, and I mean, you saw we, our legs, our legs were tired. Our bodies were tired. We didn't hit threes in that zone and everything that uh, Bradley hopped into. So it was, uh, it, it's huge not to play in that game. And I think it's great that they uh, somehow with that weird scenario that played out, got out of that uh, Thursday game and on to Friday and, uh, it, I'm I'm excited to watch it. It's a late one though, nine o'clock, but uh, they still will have a decent turnaround for that next day, anyways. Yeah, so it's interesting. I I don't know. It's crazier the fact that last year you guys went nine and nine in conference and had to play on Thursday, or that this year's team went seven and eleven in conference and they got to avoid Thursday. I mean, that doesn't really seem fair. Well, yeah. It, I mean, it was just a weird year in the conf or in the Missouri Valley this year. I felt like uh, just people going down with injuries. I mean, you see Drake now uh, has their best player out and everything and Northern Iowa doesn't have green right now. And it, 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 it just <laughs> throughout this year, I've been watching it and I'm like, it's really weird. All the teams, you know, that are losing. And then all of a sudden you see Southern Illinois take Loyola to overtime in the last game of the year. And Bradley like, beat Drake in the last and game. Bradley, Bradley beat Drake. So it, it, it's up for grabs. I mean, there, it's, there's no true uh, favorite. I mean, Loyola obviously is the favorite right now, but I, anybody, can, anybody can beat anybody right now. So I want to ask from a player's perspective, because coaches always say this, it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. You beat Evansville both times coming, you know, and they were both close games. You beat Evansville both times. And then you got to play them in the conference tournament. And it's crazy to think that this great run you guys went on almost – ended before it started I mean they were 0 and 18 and you needed a Donovan Clay block at the end of the game in order to keep that thing from going to overtime going into that game you're 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 in St. Louis it's your senior year it could be the final time you put the jersey on all of that how much pressure was on you guys 
going against a team that you know had no pressure on them. They were 0-18. Yeah. Um, to me, I don't really remember that much pressure being on that game. Uh, it, it was kind of a little bit more of a – not a letdown, but it was like, you know, Thursday again. Come on, really? Um, so, I mean, we kind of went into it a little, a little sluggish, I would say. Um, not hitting any threes didn't help much. But, uh, I mean, like you said, Evansville came in running and gunning because they had nothing to lose. So wasn't the most ideal situation, but somehow made it out of it. So uh, that was great. <laughs> the low-scoring game, Javon played terrible. I think he – well, I shouldn't say that. Javon played terrible offensively. He did have seven rebounds, six assists, and four steals. But, I mean, we have to remember, too – he was coming off of, uh, of mono, I think. Right. And so he yep. was just inching his way back into it. This was a game. Uh, if I remember correctly, that the young kids clay and Cricky combined for 26 of your 58 points. Donovan did amazing, uh, six or seven rebounds, two blocks, 16 points. Um, but you and Fizikas were uh, not, not only did you guys miss shots. I mean, your whole team was O of 10 from the three point line, you guys didn't even really take a lot of shots. Was it something they were doing to keep you guys away from getting looks? You know, I honestly don't remember. Yeah. It was so long ago, I, I, I don't really remember. Um, I, I, you know, I did, I'd forgotten that you guys went 0 of 10 from the three-point line in that game. I remember that one because I remember <laughs> we were pretty close to beating the most threes in the Missouri Valley tournament, and then we actually went on the we – had, we had the record for – winning a game with no threes in a game. So yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's the, one of the biggest things I remember from that game is just not hitting a three. That's pretty much all I remember from that game. So you win that one. Now you got to come play Loyola in a bit of a different situation. Whereas you go from playing a team that you've beaten twice to now playing a team that you've, you've lost to twice, albeit both losses were one possession games both, especially the loss at Loyola, felt like the game was stolen from you guys a little bit. That turned out to be something that happened again this year. Um, yep. You know, I, I there's a there's a ton of questions about this game. Obviously, um, you know, you go to overtime because you and Ryan hit. Speaking of three pointers, you hit a pair of them with 28 seconds left. Um, I, you know, we talked on the phone. You and I did a couple of days after the season ended, and and you kind of alluded a bit about how hurt you were. Um, but I don't think publicly, at least not on this podcast or anything like that, have, have, have you ever really talked about just how hurt you were? What was the process of getting ready to play a game on a couple hours rest and how, how, how much pain were you in? Um, I mean, I was in pain, but it was, it was, I mean, adrenaline. Um, I, I honestly didn't really want Ken or any, you know, any, uh, what am I trying to say? Athletic uh, trainers or athletic. Anything. Yeah. I just, it was, we were going to play and, you know, it was kind of like that final, final ride. So why waste time doing unnecessary things when you can just get your mind right and have the adrenaline pumping at the right time. If you were a sophomore or a junior, do you think it would have, uh, it would have been harder to get up for because you were a senior. Do you think that pushed you through a little bit? It, yeah. I mean, it's completely different. I mean, my first two years, freshman and sophomore year, I didn't really think much of 
the conference tournament, I'm like, oh, another year, you know, if we lose this game, it is what it is. But they're my junior year and then my senior year, most definitely. It, it's completely different because you're you're playing for something. You're not – you don't have another game to play. It's you. It's literally you lose and you go home. So uh, it, it, it definitely brings more of an atmosphere for you versus some young guys. They – you got to kind of hype them up for it at all because they, I mean, they got another year, they got another year of college. They, you know, there's, there's not this, Hey, it's over after this mentality. So. It looked over against Loyola. You were down 18 points. It looked over. Um, a lot of teams are going to roll the ball to the center of the court and go home. If this is a semi-pro game in Indy, maybe you, uh, you know, I got, I got other things to do with my time than sit here and get my ass kicked. Um, what uh how did you guys come back in that game well i think personally for our our team last year somehow nobody really had that mentality and everybody was kind of just pissed off of at losing to loyola over and over and over on these close games and everything and i believe was that my sophomore year that we got thumped by loyola in the tournament just got you know had no shot in that game so it was kind of just like a, hey, we're over this. And it, it became our, we have nothing to lose. So let's just go for it. And my dad, every day, every time we talk about basketball, he goes, I don't know how you guys came back from that. And you, I mean, I go back and watch, well, I actually have never gone back and watched the full game. I've watched the last few plays of the game. And it still sometimes doesn't make any sense how that how that series of events happened out when you uh when you fire up the game where do you start is it is it your three-pointer to uh to cut it to three late in in regulation um yeah yeah uh usually fire it up right there that's usually where some of the youtube uh clips start up so uh that's usually where it comes on for me especially because how often do i hit a step back three-pointer not that often so (laughs) It, it is fun to see that. I was doing the radio call with, with Todd Eichow, and I just, like, uh, obviously you wouldn't do this today, but we're standing next to each other, like, like grabbing each other's arms. Like, we're just like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. You hit the shot. You guac gets fouled. He misses both free throws. Uh, Ryan, you got the rebound. Ryan hits a three off an assist from you. It's tied. And then you steal the ball, and you guys have a chance to win the game in regulation. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Ryan's shot doesn't – after the game, it didn't get as much uh, praise as it should have because he hit an insane shot just in the clutch. I mean, I wouldn't have hit that shot. And somehow getting the ball back with a chance to win it, I still am seriously confused at how we came back from six down with 20-whatever seconds left and had a chance to win it before overtime, so – I think I tweeted this out in July. There was times with like COVID where I was just kind of would get into a funk about, you know, like, oh, I'm sitting in ho- in the house for a month straight. And every once in a while, I would just fire up those those YouTube clips, not necessarily because I'm sitting there cheering for you or for Ryan or for Valpo, but because it just reminded me of a time when life seemed a little bit simpler at that point, you know? Right. Um, so now you go to overtime and... Uh, and here comes Javon hits a shot. Uh, well, actually Kennedy scored. Then Javon hit a shot, and uh, and it's just it was a fight 
um, he's low scoring, not that many points. I think only 11 points total in overtime, but you, uh, I think you blocked a shot. You blocked Keith Clemens, who is a guy who just killed you most of the year last year, and you blocked a shot late. Yeah, I. It was mostly a blur. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, I, I, all of a sudden, I don't know what exactly happened on that play, whether how Saki turned the ball over or what happened, but I just turned around and saw uh, Clemens going to the bucket, and I don't know what got into my legs at that point or into my ankle or my whatever uh but it was it it was fun you know kind of just playing basketball and getting up there and doing things I used to do in high school they uh I think you blocked it out of bounds actually um so they get the ball it's uh I'm trying to think here you you guys were up one at this point you guys had uh because Donovan's shot had, had given you guys a one-point lead and then Crutwig obviously hits both free throws um, and, and, and now I, I think you guys called a timeout after the first free throw, um, you'd hit a crazy shot against UIC in a closed scrimmage mm-hmm. earlier that, that we're not really supposed to talk about. Uh, I get yeah. in trouble for bringing it up, but, uh, and again, I know this is a blur, but did you, uh, was there a play in mind that you guys had make, miss or make from Crutwig? No. Um, I mean, at the end of the end of regulation, we ran kind of the same play back to back where Daniel dribbled down, handed it off to me, and then we just go from there. So I think Coach Lodic just kind of was like, you know, let's just let's run a play and get it into at that point my hands with Ryan over there and just options for stuff to happen. And luckily for me, I I was either going to shoot that ball if Crutwig didn't come out or I was going to drive it. And luckily with how fast he was coming at me, I just, you know, I was going to the hoop and I was actually going to put it up. I was, I, I was, I was seriously going to put it up and have my career either end on me missing the shot or hitting the shot. Uh, but EG was just so wide open. It, it was just, it was perfect. It was. It, it, it felt like a fairy tale that play. I mean, I listened to Todd Icaw's radio call of it uh, earlier today, and it just it, it just felt like a fairy tale. Um, I know it's not Bryce Drew's shot or Ryan Brokoff's shot or anything like that, and I know that it was only the quarterfinals and all that, but it felt like a magical March moment. What does it mean to to be associated with a moment like that? I mean, it's 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 amazing i mean it's what you always dream of being a part of some sort of moment in march as a you know as a basketball player um and getting a moment even you know even though i mean i was a part of it eg hit the shot i mean thank you eg for hitting the shot um but it's still just great being a part of something that i mean is going to be a part of valpo basketball for a while so um, but then you got to go play Missouri State. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think a lot of people are like, oh, Valpo beat Loyola and got to the title game. You had to play Missouri State. Now you had beaten them by 15 like a week earlier. Um, but it wasn't going to be an easy game. Um, I think you scored 17 points in this game. I mean, you're, you're not known as a 17-point-a-game scorer. Yeah, Coach Gore uh, kind of after the, those games and then the tournament was kind of just like, why didn't you uh, just do this all four years? Um, I don't think my body could handle it all four years, but uh, yeah, it was, 
again, it was, it just felt like high school again, things kind of slowed down for me. I just kind of got into a groove and uh, wasn't really thinking too much about the game, but just playing. When uh, you talk about a groove, this is when Javon woke up a little bit. And, and again, the guy was playing coming off of a mono, which, you know, until a year ago was like the one disease you never want to have now, obviously. <laughs> but um, when a guy's that dialed in, I mean, obviously he missed all four of his three point attempts, but when he's that locked in, is it just kind of like fun to watch while you're on the floor with him? It is extremely fun to watch. Um, I actually watched some of his highlights from uh, last year, the year before on YouTube again. YouTube's just a dark hole. You can get going oh, yeah. and find videos from a while ago but it just watching those I just I'm like man the kid can just play he just knows how to play he's athletic he you know can shoot the ball uh, and it, it 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 is fun um and I think throughout the year I, I kind of got to the got in a uh kind of a playing style of kind of watching him because it, it was fun to just watch you get on the court and he does something you just like Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was unbelievable to kind of watch. Um, you win that game, and now you're gonna now now it's it's a chance to play for the goal of every basketball player. I don't care if you're what level or anything like that. Getting to the March Madness, getting an NCAA tournament. Um, you guys are up eight, I think, in the second half, and uh, and then it just kind of falls apart. And you talked about having to play that fourth game, and I'm sure that was a big part of it. Um, you know, and it's odd because Bradley won, but they didn't get to go to the NCAA tournament, right? Like, and I think I might have asked you this in like late March, early April, whenever we like did a season ending interview or whatever, but was it, is the sting of losing, does it go away a little bit knowing the fact that like it might have hurt a lot more if you would have won and not been able to go to the NCAA tournament? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely helps the loss. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if, if we would have won that game, yeah, we wouldn't have gone to the tournament. But our, our you know, our names would have been etched into the Missouri Valley Tournament history, yeah. you know, and the school, it would have been etched into the school with the Missouri Valley Tournament championship. So, uh, yeah, it does, it does lessen the blow. But winning my last college basketball game would have been would have been real fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you can you take me into the locker room after that loss? And I mean, was it? Does the adrenaline wear off immediately? I mean, you've been you've been riding such an emotional high for ninety six hours, um, and now it's gutting. I, and I think at that point, you guys probably might have thought that you were going to play in another postseason tournament, although I'm sure that was no consolation to you guys at that point. But but kind of take me into the mindset of the the minutes and moments after that game, if you can. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, obviously, it was hurting just because, you know, didn't win the game, upset, you know, all these things. Um, I never really, you know, the adrenaline, I slept better. That was for sure after that. Um, didn't didn't have the band noise playing in my head uh, every night, but uh, I mean, it was, it was more just uh, about not, not getting to play with those guys anymore. Um, and that's, that's where, when we, when we talked about, and me and Ryan were asked about playing uh, 
in a postseason game, we were, we were kind of just like, if, if everybody else wants to play, we'll play, you know, but if people don't want to play, don't want to be a part of the tournament, then I don't want to be out there with uh, just like going through the, yes, with half a team. I, I want to play with those guys, you know, I want to, I want to have more games with them and uh, have those experiences. And if people don't want to play, then it, it just, it, it was, it might've ruined what we had gotten to at the end of the year there. Have you, uh, have you kept up? I mean, obviously look, you're, you're watching, you're watching nonstop Valley basketball. It sounds like, cause you <laughs> pretty much know everything that's been going on this year, but uh, do you, uh, have you kept up with any of the guys on the team or is, is that, is it kind of like awkward? Like, do you want to text these guys and be like, Hey, I saw you could have done this and that, or, or what's, what's your role with the current group? Yeah. I mean, obviously you sit there and you watch on TV and you see some things that you're like, man, I would have done this and stuff, but um, I've kept up with some guys. I haven't given it, given anybody like, Hey, you need to be doing this. Hey, look at this and stuff. I mean, I've been giving Ben some stock advice here and there. Uh, <laughs> uh, ben Cricky, I asked him, cause he's been in quarantine over a hundred days. I asked Ben, yeah. what did you do? And he said, I taught myself the stock market. It sounds like maybe you taught him the stock market a little bit. Um, here and there, I, I gave him a tip on one stock before. And then he asked me about how, how I look through the stocks and pick, pick one to look. Uh, was, was it GameStop? No, I did not get on any of the GameStop or anything, uh, unfortunately. Um, or fortunately. Either yeah, maybe maybe want, it depends on your perspective. Yeah. Either either way you want to look at that, but uh, no, I I wouldn't say I taught him the stock market, but I I did I did give him a hint on a few uh, stocks here and there. Um, yeah. Well, all of the listeners of this podcast are going to be trying to seek out your phone number and uh, <laughs> and and get on that. Um, do you watch Javon at DePaul at all? Is that is that weird? Is it like a like a weird breakup? I don't know if breakup's the right word because it seemed amicable, but but. Um, I, I haven't been able to catch many of, uh, his games. I've only really been watching the Valley here and there just because, you know, Valp was on, I'll turn it on, look for a little bit. And then right now with double headers and stuff, most teams are playing the same night and the same day. So, you, you know, you kind of just flip between them, um, stuff like that. But I, you know, I watched the Paul Valpo game and everything. And so I've, I've seen a game and kind of looked at stats here and there, but, uh, haven't haven't caught too many of the other games he's uh i think he's out with a concussion right now i think he's missed been missing a couple of weeks so i hope uh, i think he's he's getting set to come back pretty soon but um if you had one piece of advice for the valpo team going into arch madness this year what would your piece of advice be um don't don't waste the uh friday night game <laughs> Don't waste only having to play three games. Um, just go out there and uh, play your heart out. I mean, that's that's all you can really do in the tournament. Um, it comes down to who can who who can uh, push themselves through the finish line, and uh, I'm excited to see it because if if they knock down some threes, they're they're a dangerous team to 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 face. So. Uh, I, I will ask you this uh, objectively. Uh, you've watched these freshmen, these newcomers, these guys that that weren't on the team when you were there. Any one of them stand out to you as a 
as a, a guy that you would have loved to have mixed it up with and practice a little bit? I mean, all of them. <laughs> great, great class that came in. Uh, Jacob, I mean, can shoot the ball. Uh, I was, I, I didn't quite text Ryan because I didn't, didn't know how his feelings would feel if I told him he might be a better shooter than him. But uh, <laughs> he, he, I went to the Purdue game and he knocked down a few that I'm like, he, he can stretch the court. Um, and then Barrett, I mean, unfortunately he's out for the rest of the year, but he's, he's a nice shooter too. And I mean, you need, you need shooters in college basketball. You can't, you can't have, you know, just all guards or they'll pack it in and stuff. So it's nice to see those guys being able to, you know, make a impact shooting the ball. Um, and then Edwards, I mean, just, there's times that he frustrates me and there's times that I'm like, wow, he, you know, he, he really, you know, makes a huge difference out there. Um, but over, I mean, frustrates, you know, not, well, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. Just if, if I was on the floor every once in a while, there's some things that I would be like, you know, which I got that with Sacky. I got that with, you know, a lot of Donovan every once in a while. So it's, you know, it, it would have been, you know, they would have, I feel like they would have been just another, you know, part of the team. They, yeah. they would have fit in, they would have been great. And that's, I think they're doing a coach Lottie, coach Gore, uh, everybody, Bowen, um, all are doing a great job of recruiting people who are going to fit in in the team. And, you know, it's, it's exciting to see because, I mean, what, they had 49 points off the bench, I think, this last game. And yeah. I mean, that's huge. And to think that most of those guys are still going to be there next year and everything. Is, and I guess everybody can be there next year. Yeah. About that. Crazy. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that's my final question, actually. Um, you know, I think about Malik and, uh, and Zion and Aaron, Zion and Aaron be 60 or seniors if they wanted to be. Uh, could, could you imagine signing up for another year of doing this? Sorry, you you uh, cut out. No, there could, could, could you imagine signing up for another year of doing this? Oh man, I mean, at the time, I I might have been a little bit like, you know, after an, after another year, which they played what they played twenty seven games, twenty seven. Yeah, they played the maximum so, that's allowed by the NCAA so far. So they they you know they haven't just had a. a just a regular, you know, or a subpar season. They played all the games. So, I mean, my body would obviously be feeling it. So it, it now, if you were looking at me now, I'd be like, heck yeah, sign me up for another year just because, you know, college basketball is special and everything. But at the time it would, it'd be a, it'd be con, you know, I'd be contemplating it in my head, whether my, whether my body would be able to take another year of doing all that. All right. Fi fi final question, actually. Uh, you've joined the professional workforce. What, wh where, what are you doing now? I don't, I don't know if you can talk about what you're doing. I actually, cause I don't know the answer of what you're doing, but uh, I, you had such an interesting kind of academic road through Valpo. And uh, I know you were someone who wanted to keep their, his options wide open. Um, finding a job with COVID I'm sure was not easy, but where did you settle into and, and what are you doing with your life now? Well, actually the uh, COVID probably helped me get the job because we stopped you know basketball wasn't happening anymore so then I was able to go to an interview for my for the job that I ended up getting now it's, it's at a place called Thermo Systems they're a control systems engineering uh, group uh, that we we do uh, 
HVAC system. So right now we're, well, HVAC and uh, really all I've done right now is HVAC. Okay, we're, yeah. We're, <laughs> I know they do other things. I yeah. just haven't, haven't been able to dip my toes in any of that yet. Um, but we're working down at, in Bloomington at uh, Catalan Pharmaceuticals. Um, so they, they put up a new building and we were the control systems engineering group for that. And uh, we put up all the HVAC systems to heat and cool and keep the pressure in these clean rooms that are actually making the uh, vaccine. Oh, nice. Nice. It's, it's well, cool, John, but, you, uh, oh. you, you were a, a, a longtime fan favorite at Valpo and then you had Arch Madness and you've etched your name in, in Valpo lore. And I wonder who from this year's group can, uh, can step up and make those plays as well as uh, Valpo will attempt to only have to win three games to go to the NCAA tournament as opposed to four. So, um, John, I want to thank you very much for hopping on. It was great. And uh, I know that everyone at Valpo misses you and uh, be thrilled to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on and uh, getting to talk about all this stuff. It's fun to relive those moments and uh, just kind of have a little bit more fun with it. Absolutely. I mean, YouTube is, uh, is going to have these moments forever. So thank yep. you.